Time for Rick's reading list. I should have known. I I should have known that when I got into a book by Edward Rutherford, it was going to be massive, that it was going to be so in-depth that while I yearn for learning those sorts of things, I should have known that it was going to take a while to get through it. This is somebody who was educated, Edward Rutherford, at Cambridge and then on to Stanford University in California, born in England, who had written a book about the history of Salisbury and Stonehenge. His second book was about the history of Russia. Then he went on to do a book, basically a 2,000-year history of the city of London. And ultimately, he went on to do a work that was simply called New York. There were others between, but when I picked up New York at the behest of one of my co-workers um, who had lived there, who had worked there, Dave said, this is the kind of book that I think that you will absolutely love. And he was right. The book itself starts back basically in the 1500s, perhaps early 1600s, as Native Americans and Dutch are intermingling in the area in and around New Amsterdam, which ultimately becomes New York when the Dutch ultimately turn it over to the British. So this becomes the inner workings of the book, is the tale of the interaction between the Dutch fur traders who are inhabiting that part and the American Indians who are in that area selling their pelts to the Dutch who are sending them back to Europe and making immense money from that. It then basically takes that family tale of a couple of people there, and it interweaves their stories from the early 1600s into the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, and ultimately all the way through 9-11, and why that happened in New York City. But it does it not just through one family, but it does it through others that the family have met. So from the first family that it introduces us to, the second part of the book is told from the perspective of a slave who was owned by that family and what the rules would have been like, what life would have been like for him working for that Dutch family. And ultimately, it goes into the relationship and the intermixings between the Americans and the Brits and those who were in favor of Great Britain during the Revolution, as many in New York City were, because the commerce portion of it, where they were making so much money, would be impacted if there was no longer trading with Great Britain. It goes from that into the times of the Civil War, and from that it goes into the early part of the 20th century, where there was a run on many of the trusts, and it starts to talk about these magnets who were there, these magnates, the people like the J.P. Morgans, the people like the Vanderbilts, the people like uh, the Carnegies, right? There were so many, the Fricks, so many people from Pittsburgh were sort of part of that world, and also part of this world as well. But it does it in a way that you really have an understanding of, despite the fact that New York is now one of the largest cities in the world, it also gives you a way to understand through multi-generational, multi-family storytelling what an area is truly like. It is absolutely 
um, more than a book. Yes, it is a novel. That's what it's called, New York, the novel by Edward Rutherford. But it really is an experience because you feel like you are drawn into this tale and you feel like you are sort of walking the streets past Trinity Church or you're walking the area of what ultimately comes Brooklyn or you're going up the Hudson River with George Washington and members of this um, fictional family that is out there. It is a tremendous way to wrap a story around mystery and fantasy and at the same time the true history that indeed had happened there. Now, this is not something that you just say, I'm going to pick it up and read it on the weekend. It's 860 pages Fairly small print, and it is something that is going to take you a while. It's not something that you're going to pick up and just read on a plane trip, unless, of course, your plane trip is going, oh, I don't know, to Jakarta and back. But at the same time, what I loved about it is the study of New York, and I love the fact that it intertwines all these different families in so many different ways. The thing about the book, and you know, obviously, what happened at 9-1-1. You know what happened at 9-11. You understand so many things because that's something that has happened in our lifetime. But so many other parts of this story did not. And that's the part that I truly enjoyed. Yes, you've got the personal genealogy, and yes, it was my great-great-grandfather who did this and did that, and that led to our money. But it talks about how the old money is very, very different than the up-and-comers. So, for instance, the Vanderbilts, who come along in the late 1800s with money that blows away the amount of money that some of these old Dutch families had, they were not thought of in the same way as those who came from old money, that they weren't genteel enough. They were just a little rough around the edges. And yet, it tells one story of when the trusts are in very, very bad shape, and I believe 1907, and those trusts which are not regulated the same way banks are, there was going to be a run on them, and many of those very wealthy families were going to go broke until J.P. Morgan, not the bank, but the man, walks over and personally, with his own money, bails out the trusts. And they start to realize, okay, this old money, new money there is a difference in the amount of money that was made in New York from the days of the fur traders through the Civil War, through the 9-11 bombings. It is immense, like the book written by Rutherford. Again, this is not something that I recommend that you just pick up and say, oh, I'm just going to sit. It requires an awful lot of sort of thinking through it as you go. But I love that kind of stuff. It reminds me of the type of research done by what is probably my favorite author, which is James Michener, that it gives you a 500-year look, if you will, at the city of New York, the people who live there, why they do some of the things that they do, and why it has become one of the magnificent cities in the world. Whether you like New York City or not is not the point. I promise you, if you pick up Edward Rutherford's book called New York, the novel, and you give it a try and you give it time, you will walk away from it saying, you know what, there is so much that I did not know about a place that we think we do not like. And that's 
New York City. New York, the novel. Edward Rutherford's book. That is going way up high on my list of favorite things that I've read in a long time on Rick's reading list.